There's not one guy, one person in the history of this program that's bigger than the program. I have the opportunity to, to the first time I get to lead a program uh, at Oklahoma. Are you kidding me? It doesn't get any better than just, this. The biggest reason is, is just, you know, this is Oklahoma. And uh, Oklahoma uh, is, is um, a special place. back to the Sooner Surge. This is episode eight, and we were recording this the night before the game versus Nebraska, so this is kind of a pregame podcast. Um, how are y'all feeling about this game tomorrow? A lot of unknown. Well, I'm I'm excited because it's a historic rivalry, you know. It's the uh, – I don't remember what number game it is. 88. That's right, 88. But I think it's the first time because both teams have new head coaches, right? Because Scott Frost got fired earlier this week. So really, Nebraska has kind of had to start over from scratch this week. But um, I'm excited for the game, you know, a lot of anticipation. I really want to see how our defense plays against Casey Thompson because last season he gave us a lot of trouble because he threw all over us, so uh-huh. we'll have to see, but I'm really hyped for the game, and I expect it to be a, another classic. Yeah, I mean, it, it's probably going to be, a, I would think it'd be a fairly close game, just because Nebraska's last 10 or 11 games been within one possession. I think I think Scott Frost being fired is going to give Nebraska a little juice. It's one of two ways. They're either going to come out with that or they're going to come out soft. No, I think they're going to come out with more energy, but how long is that going to last? You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. that's what's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how OU does on the road for the first time under Venables. And think about OU's roster. It's like 40% new players, 40 or 50. So going on the road for the first time, this is going to be – Interesting to see how they respond and really hope they don't start slow like they did last week. You, you can't yeah, I can't just get so into it. You got to kind of quiet them at the first. If more than no, I mean, they're 116 out of the 131 Division One team. And if you want to talk about total, like y- total yards allowed per game, they're 128. I agree, but what I also know is how much. Of that is the players, they didn't like Frost and they weren't given the effort. I don't know. We'll see. We'll mm-hmm. find out. Yeah, we'll see. And then also, I feel like if O is a coin toss, they need to get the ball first and go and throw that first punch. Because if OU scores a touchdown on the opening possession in like a minute and a half or two minutes, going with their tempo, the wind's going to be taken out of the crown instantly and they're going to. Be very very quiet until yeah, they do they something. Definitely and, need, they definitely need to jump on them for sure. And then also, I, I feel like they're kind of don't know. I feel like Brent Venables has seen everything from their offensive coordinator, and I want to say it was on the Eichert and Lehman podcast when they were talking about the game how they expect. Uh, Nebraska to run a lot of things offensively that hasn't been shown on film, but they also said that 
Teddy Lehman, I want to say, Brent Venables already knows what he's going to see, basically. Yeah, but I've heard a lot of people say that, that they're going to pull out all the stops in Nebraska. So but, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. They're averaging like 35, 40 points a game. They've already been yeah. pulling out the stops. They have to, like, pull, them they have to pull them out and try to be in the game. So I don't, I don't see that as anything. I think they're going to do what they've been doing. And, yeah. man, I tell you, though, they got some big boys. Did you know their two tackles are 6'10 and 6'9? Well, yeah, That's but like also their basketball player. Well, also their ta- their offensive line is atrocious. Like our defensive line needs to dominate this game. In the same, like, yeah, same. If we got and same with our offensive line. Yeah, you, we got to win the line of scrimmage. If, if our if our this is the this is the game for the O line because I'm not trying to look ahead to next week, but if you cannot push this team off the line off it like it's problems for there's the problems for the future and i haven't said too much about the line hasn't looked good i'll wait till after this week because i do think they should look better this week so do you think they will go with wanya morris and guyton no. together I'm no that no in the week, but what I'm no i don't think well I don't think they can do that because I don't think Wania Morris has played any guard at all. I don't. But you beat him up. No, he's too big. Beat him up. No. So I was thinking they were going to do both of them. That's, that was my feel throughout the whole week. But today, well, I kind of think they're going to go with Matara at guard and Wanya or Guyton, whoever it is, at tackle. And if Matara doesn't perform tonight, Guyton or Morris, whoever it may be, is going to be in that starlight next week. That's well, actually. Yeah, I kind of agree with what you're saying, but I think they might start Conjol over over McCabe in the tower huh? because he was hurt. No, sweet. I don't he, they'll start Conjol. Yeah, he, really. He I th- I don't. Conjol should not be on. Conjol should not be on the field unless it's a spot start where guys hurt. You throw I mean, him in there. Can yeah. Start some. I mean, it's one of those. It's five of those six guys that are starting. And I think it's just not guided. I don't know. Road environment. Tell me this, though, guys. How do we know that Wanya Morris on the scout team hasn't been playing guard? We don't. And, that maybe we don't. and Guyton's been getting really good practice at right tackle, and they're going to bring in Morris and play guard. We don't know that. No. That, mm-hmm. Bill sure. Beatable Bill always says, I'm going to play my five best guys. And if you're going to play your five best guys, it's Guy and Ann Morris. That's why I have a feeling it's not this week. I think they give him a Well, I think it's tomorrow. Morris. I think it's tomorrow. It could be. I think it's tomorrow. I think Morris is going to play guard and Guy at right tackle. I'd love to watch that. it. Yeah. I think tomorrow is going to set the starting lineup for the rest of the season on the offensive line. Yeah, and you know, you, you know, also, also, we know OU's been very vanilla on both sides of the ball, so I'm interested mm-hmm. in how much they open it up tomorrow on both sides. You open it up Me as too. much as the game has to have you open it up. If, if, if you're up by a good amount, you don't open that much up, in my opinion. No. 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 And then, well, Anipus, I think you show a lot more de- defensively than what you do offensively. Well, Nebraska can put up the points, so I mean, we're gonna have exactly. To really You're gonna need to. 
Look, yeah. I heard someone say, I don't remember who it was, but in my opinion, this game is success. I think it was Eddie. If they never get, if Nebraska never has a chance to tie the game, it's a tie. Yeah, but I do think, I, I think what OU's going to do defensively is what they've been doing. They're going to sh- try to shut the run down and mm-hmm. make make Casey Thompson beat him. That's Casey what they're Thompson, do. from what I've seen, he may, he may force a couple of deep balls. He'll force stuff. He will. Because yeah. if you do what you did against Utah, yeah. you just kind of sit back and let everything be under, no big plays, stop the run. I think the same goes next week, too, at that point. Well, yeah, and I feel like if you hold our offense to 20 points or under, we're going to win the game, basically. We, if we can't score 30 on this team, we're in trouble for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it's going to show us a lot about Dylan Gabriel, too. I agree with I'm, that. I'm be, 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 because, you know, to be honest, like, I feel like Gabriel is going to have to adapt to throwing to the right side of the field because 90% of his past completions, it seemed like, has been on the left side of the field to Mims or Weiss. Because, like, there are plays where I've gone back and rewatched the game against uh, Kent State where Farouk was open on a couple deep balls on the right side of the field, and Gabriel did not feel comfortable throwing it. Mm-hmm. And I think Nebraska is going to try and take away Mims. That's exactly what I said in my Thursday take. Uh, I don't want to jump the gun, but, yeah, my player again today for tomorrow is Farouk because I I could just see Farouk having about two touchdowns tomorrow. That's just me, but – and, again, if you can continue to give Marvin Mims his 46% team target share, by all means, you have to keep doing that, but – Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Team just let you do that for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Not well. And I think I think one of these running backs is gonna have a big game. I don't know if it'll be Gray. I don't know if it'll be Major. But I think one of them is just gonna kind of. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, like, also, I really want to see like how the tempo is affected by the environment because do some players struggle to hear calls and does it cause the offense to go slower at times? We'll have to see about that too. Well, I mean, you know, one thing going into tomorrow, they're going to be prepared. Venables, they're going to be prepared for what they're going to see. So it's just a matter of how are they going to execute on the road? How are they going to execute Mm -hmm on the road with adversity and we'll see we'll see we're going to see tomorrow if this is a playoff team or we're going to find out a lot of playoff caliber team or if they're the just going to be weeks a, will tell us a lot one or two loss team i agree yeah i mean i completely agree yep and also i f- i feel like you know at the beginning of the year whenever we did our podcast before the first game i want to say it wasn't the pregame pod, but it was the podcast before that. We all had our Heisman finalists, and we all picked Dylan Gabriel to be in New York City for it. So also, I feel like Dylan Gabriel has to have a huge game. This is not the Heisman game, in my opinion, but this is a game that's somewhere in the ballpark. You know what I'm saying? It's not. Yeah. I don't think this by any means we need him to go out there and have a Heisman game to win this game. 
He just needs to be doing what he's doing. No turnovers. No turnovers. Yep, don't turn over the ball. That's what we need in this game. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Well, if each of you guys had to have one hot take for this game, what would your hot take be? My hot take, I thought about this for the last two days. My hot take is that Billy Bowman scores a kickoff touchdown tomorrow. Mm. Well, kickoff my, well, my hot take was that the total as a team has over 250 yards rushing. Has over 250 yards rushing. Yeah, Nebraska averages 233 per game, so that's not that's not really a Right. And the average given up. Given up. Yeah. Oh. I already said my hot take on Farouk having two touchdowns, so let me give you my next best one. I think Deshaun White will be one of the best players of the defense tomorrow. I think White is going to come out here and he's going to be top, <coughs> top three in tackles. I think we'll have a couple tackles for loss, maybe a pass breakup. But I think with the defense being less vanilla, I think we're going to get a chance to see a little bit more of White and maybe some more Harrington, but I, I think White has a big game tomorrow. Yeah, well, also, if I had to have an, another hot take, mine would be uh, Danny Stutzman recovers a fumble. That'd be nice. That would be. Yep, I'm expecting a huge game from Stutzman. A huge game. I think way I think too. this might, might be the game where People around college football start to take notice of Danny Sutzman about potentially being an All-American. Well, if he has a game like he's had the first two weeks, he will be in that conversation. Because if he puts up another double-digit tackle and three of them tackle for loss, he's going to be up there. Yeah, well, I'll say you have to think about it. If Grimes gets, like, two two more sacks, he's probably has the most sacks in college football. That's what yeah. I would think. You know what? I've been watching some of the replays and stuff. Grimes, he does have four sacks, and he's playing great. Don't get me wrong. But if you watch, a lot of those are coming off other guys. Mm -hmm. Creating pressure. He's finishing it. He's He's finishing it. But, like, a lot of those are, like, Rock, R. Mason Thomas one time had him down pretty much last week. Coe. Yeah, Coe. It's a team effort, but I think Grimes is getting the totals for it because he's the one bringing him down in the long run. You know what I mean? Yeah. And another thing I'm going to be watching closely, I think we all know just how good Woody Washington is, right? But this is by far going to be the best receiver he's going to match up on. He's an LSU transfer. Um, yeah, Palmer. James Palmer. Palmer, isn't that his name? Yeah. Can Woody Washington be that corner I think he'll be and just take Palmer out the game? That's going to be interesting. Um, and that other corner spot, whether it's Jaden Davis or DJ Graham, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, whoever we're going to put on that tight end, Marcus Washington, I think his name, the one who transferred from Texas. Thompson likes to go to him a good amount. So I'm interested to see just who we're going to put on him. And, and if it's White, how how can White guard? How well can he guard him? Yeah. And well, and then also, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more situ- situational football with Harrington and White. Well, I think we're going to – I think one of the reasons be- – Because, you know – Last week they did. Last week they did Harrington and Harmon. I would. I think they're gonna. 
we see a little bit more of that, but we do know that Key Lords is supposed to play, so that's going to help in that backfield too. Mm-hmm. Well, also, we don't know if anyone's going to be hurt or not yet, so we'll have to wait and like see about healthy. that. Sounds like they're healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it does. That, good. That's good. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's real good. So I'm glad it's – I'm kind of glad tomorrow's an 11 o'clock tip or kick. Same. I agree. Man, I'm already, like, having trouble. And it hadn't even closed tomorrow. I'll be – you know how these games are, man. If you can just get by this one, it's like win and get out. Win and get out of Dodge. That's what this mm-hmm. game is. I, I think if you can beat Nebraska and beat K-State, you're feeling confident. Very confident. I agree. I agree. About where you're at. But I look well, at, just I, I just look at – I look at this game as they're just going to have a lot of momentum. And you got to start quick. You have to start quick tomorrow. Period. You cannot mm-hmm. come out sluggish, or they're gonna. I'm yep. telling you, they're gonna be on right off the bat. Mm-hmm. If you're sluggish, you'll be down ten to fourteen points. Mm-hmm. Just like I said at the start of the podcast, we have to throw that gut punch to start the game. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Well, I guess we can talk about our player of the games. So, I guess you guys want to start on offense or defense first? Yeah, I'll just start off with offense. Y'all know mine, Jalil Farouk. Oh, I said, yeah. All right, well, for me, I have um, Wanya Morris in his first game back. You know, he's a guy I think that could have a huge impact tomorrow and I think he's going to come out there and dominate. I'm going to go a running back, and this was tough for me because I don't know which one to go with. Um, but I'm just going to – I'll just say this. i, I got to pick one, though, don't I? Um, give me Eric Gray tomorrow. Been, yep. Been hearing a lot of talk about Major, which I agree. Major right now looks awesome. I think Major needs at least 10 carries every game. He's only been getting about five. Mm-hmm. He needs about 10. But I think Gray tomorrow is going to have a pretty big game. And I think Major will too, but I have to pick one, so I'm going to probably go with one that gets more carries. I'm going to go with Gray. All right, defensively, I said it. Give a good explanation. Give me the shot wide. Jason, you go next. I'm going to go with the steady one. I mean, obviously I could go Stutzman, but Billy Bowman to me has been, been, first two games have been so solid that I'm going to go with Bowman. For me, I'm going to go with Downs, Ethan Downs, you know? He's a guy we heard so much about in camp, and I feel like he hasn't had his game yet. The same, like you said, uh, Rody with Jolo Farouk, right? Those two guys, we heard so much about them in camp, and I think they both are going to have awesome games. Yeah, I can see that. D-line should should be able to get some. Here's the thing. Those those two tackles they have on the ends, 6'10 and 6'9", but they can't, they're, they're not so any good, though. They can't oh. move. Well, here's the thing. They're so tall that if you have any strength and you're lower than them, you're going to destroy them. So Downs, mm-hmm. you're right. Downs could destroy the, one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Well, tomorrow, a uh, big noon kickoff is there in, in 
uh, Lincoln. So are you guys going to watch that or game day? Oh, I, I don't know. I'll probably flip between them both. We'll get the radio. I don't really know if I can hear Desmond Howard talk anymore, though. Well, he already lost three of his playoff teams. <laughs> Who do you have? Pitt, A&M, and who else? He had Pittsburgh, A&M. He lost another one. Who was the other one? Didn't he have... Uh, I don't remember. Who was the other team he had? Pittsburgh, Baylor, mm. Baylor, Michigan. Baylor, Baylor. and right. Michigan. That's right. Yeah. So... Uh, there's there's not a whole lot of games tomorrow that are that great. No, t- tomorrow's not really a, a good game slate. Well, what are the f- six best games tomorrow though? We'll do five tomorrow. I don't like last week. There were so many good games. It was like, how to, all right, I yeah. Got it, but how about how about this? You don't think it's a huge slate? I agree. But in my picks, I have two top ten teams losing. So do you have Georgia? Mm-hmm. I have Georgia losing. All right, so Georgia, South Carolina, let's pick it. Give me Georgia, not very close. I'm going to take Georgia in a blowout. And I'm taking South Carolina, Beamer Ball, baby. So let me guess. That offensive line's going to get destroyed. What? Yeah, I agree with you, Jackson. They're going to freaking eat Rattler at lunch. Arkansas did to them. Yeah. There's nothing on the level of Georgia. Mm-hmm. So let me guess, Michigan is your next pick? No. Okay. That's um, pretty obvious one, though. Kentucky? No. My next special is Fresno State over USC. Mm, I have heard a lot of talk about Fresno State being – are they even a good team? They're pretty good. They have a give good me, quarterback. Give me USC. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna be with you, Jason, and take Fresno State. Let's go. All right, I got another one for NC State versus Texas Tech. Ooh, I'm gonna take Texas Tech special. Who? Wait, who are they playing? NC State. Is NC State top ten? They're top fifteen. We're sixteen. Give Give me NC State. Yeah, I love Tech, baby. I think Tech wins it. I think they're pretty solid. Guys. Guys, I think it's only right we have to pick the Kansas versus Houston game because Kansas has been an awesome team to start the year, and I think they're going to beat Houston. I think Kansas is going to be 3-0. and Give me Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Yeah, that's right. I got Houston. I can't see Kansas. i tell you another tricky game, UTSA and Texas. And Texas. I think UTSA Roadrunners may beat them. I got Texas. Mm. It's, it's too much talent. You know, I think Texas is going to be on the Alabama high, and I think UTSA is going to win. Guys, who's Texas starting? Because I didn't start to come to that card. Hudson Card. Murphy, I'm not worried about it. But here's more for you: BYU, Oregon. BYU. Wait, where's that game at? Yeah, I'm taking Oregon. I'm taking Oregon. Give me. Does BYU have their wide receivers back? No idea. Uh, see, I'm going to go with BYU, though. I'll go BYU. All right, that's five or six we take. Well, we got to pick the best game of the night. Miami A&M, supposedly. 
Starting Give me I'm my taking, Miami. I'm taking A&M and a blowout. I'm taking Miami. Miami's cute. Guys, you, this happens every year. A&M loses, and then they beat Alabama. Or they beat they they bench their QB yeah, yeah, every they, year. Yeah. Hey, you know what we need to do is I want, I want now that we've done our picks, I want you both, because I already got I want you to say the three names for the Nebraska hire. Alright, Jackson, you want me to go first or you? Yeah, 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 you go first. Alright, well, do you want three realistic names or three names as if I was the GM, this is who I'm trying to get? I think three realistic or three whoever you think. Now, Matt Rule is an obvious one. I think that'd be a pretty solid hire. Mm -hmm. Chris Kleiman. Um... And then it's Luke Pickle or Lance Leipold. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I'm going to take uh, Lance Leipold as my top guy for the job. My, my second guy for the job. See, this is tough because it's – I would like to see Matt Campbell go to a place like Nebraska, but I don't think he wants to leave Iowa State <laughs> realistically. But my second guy would be Matt Campbell. And my my third guy, I have Mark Stoops. You know, because I feel like he's one of the more underrated coaches in all of the country. Because he's built Kentucky up into a very solid school in the SEC. And I think Nebraska is a very attractive program due to their rich history. And that's who I would go after if I was them. All right, my three – I, Mark Stoops is high on my list because Mark Stoops at Kentucky, like you're right, he's done everything he can do, and the whole basketball deal about them being a basketball school, he's tired of it. It's not it's it, not a sexy hire, but it's a really good. It's a really good hire. Mm-hmm. It's a really good hire, and he would they he would be so good at Nebraska in my opinion. So I got him on my list. Next guy on the list. This is a this would be a outstanding hire and he's kind of in the Midwest already a little bit Utah's coach he would be a amazing hire winning him winning him that's a he, he would be a yeah. great hire he's already done it at Utah I mean that's mm-hmm. cool if he can do it there he can do it at Nebraska big time he's kind of that work dog mentality he would be a great hire this next one's gonna surprise you but I'm telling you, do not count this one out. No, this one's coming from the SEC. Shane Beamer? No. No, not Leach. Lane. L- Lane Kiffin. Yep. Listen, Lane Kiffin would have that place so energized. And guys, that would, guys a, that would be the sexy hire. That would be the sexy hire. And you know what? As far as recruiting, one of the things Nebraska lacks right now is they're not getting the recruits. Lane Kiffin is a great recruiter and can get him. He would be a good hire. And is he ever, ever, ever going to win an SEC championship at Ole Miss? Let's face it. Probably not. But you go over to Nebraska, well, that, that that side of the division is so bad, he could dominate that I, side. I mean, wouldn't Lane Kiffin be what they thought Scott Frost could be? Yeah, with a little more flair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of my three 
I agree with Lane Kiffin. I haven't thought about that mm-hmm. one. Lane Kiffin, yeah. Well, also, like, you know, I feel like a guy that I would like to see them hire is Matt Campbell. I mean, because in my opinion, he's the definition of a loyal coach and a program builder. Okay, but listen. So I don't, think, I don't know if Matt Campbell does enough what lead for me. Like they need a they need a change, and I don't know if he's a whole. I mean, he's one of those coaches where he gets your program in a great spot, but never but he's never going to take it to the top. I think I think that's right. I think he can get it like to compete in the Big Ten most. I think games. that's what he'd do for Nebraska. But he'd have him up there. He'd, he'd have him up there winning eight nine games every year. But I don't know if they would ever go to the playoffs. But I don't know if I'm Nebraska. I don't know if I'm Nebraska if I go for the sexy hire again. Yeah. Because okay. I heard him last time. Listen, okay, but who do you think's the sexy hire? The sexy hire is Lane Kiffin. Yeah, Lane Kiffin. Or Chris Kleiman. Kleiman's not going to leave mm. A-State. Exactly. Not yeah, I, I don't know if Kleiman leaves. I think well, I don't know if Kate, would be a he, great hire. Yeah, Mark Stoops. The guy from Utah, great hire. Yep. Here's the deal. Listen, listen, listen. Hey, listen. The guy from Utah, they are their their the conference is getting ready to get destroyed when USC UCLA leave. They're going to gain two more teams to the Pac-12, maybe or to the Big 12, maybe it's Utah. I don't know. But he's probably thinking, man, if I get over to that Big Ten. Yeah. Here's my thing, though. This one I saw Pete Thamel said it, but Bill O'Brien. Oh no! How? No. It's not a no. Hire. No, I don't like that hire at all. At all. How? He 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 needs to set. He needs to stay at Bama and keep being an offensive coordinator. Yeah, I don't think that that would be a good hire. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just don't think so. Well, Grinch. I mean. No, mm-hmm. not Alex. Grinch. I I just I don't see Alex Grinch being a guy that can take your team above seven wins a year. You know what name I've heard? What? This one might shock you. Lincoln Riley. I've heard Mike Gundy. I've heard that too. Seldomly. Yeah, no, that that is true. I've I've heard that. I mean, because look what he's done in Stillwater, Lincoln. I mean, they're similar type uh, schools. I don't think he would leave OSU because they're about a. I I don't think they'll. Well, he knows, well, he knows he, Big Brother's leaving, so he's gonna have that conference by the fingers. So he probably won't leave. Sure. Well, also he wouldn't leave for Tennessee either, and Tennessee is a pretty attractive job. Yeah. Here's my thing. Your best bet, like Lane Kiffin or Mark Stoops, they're in the SEC. And those teams can be really good, but they're not going to probably win SEC. Be it, yeah, they're not going to be an SEC championship. So that's game. why I'm thinking one of them could leave. Mm-hmm. For sure. Who's the – Leach? Yeah, Leach. I don't think Leach will leave. I don't think Leach is a guy that's going to win you championships either. He's kind of like the same line as Matt Campbell. Listen, the Matt Campbell thing, the more and more I think about it, would be a great hire. Because Matt Campbell is never going to, like we said, never get your program to the national championship, whatever, that level. 
conference championship. But Nebraska, and I could, they could go out and beat OU and. They need to be made relevant again. They lost to Georgia's whatever. I don't even know if it was state, southern. Southern. I don't southern. know who it was. You can't just be looking for a coach. You have to have a coach who can get you to back to seven and three or seven and four. And Matt Campbell would do that. But then eventually you. But aside from well, that, also when you think about it, like. Nebraska is not a program that's going to be built in one game. They're going to take three to four years to be built back up. Hey, and, like, does a guy like like Kissin, does a guy like Kissin want to go and just wait a couple years to bring them back up? Wait, Jackson. Because that team needs – Jackson, why do you think they have to wait three yeah. years? They were so – Wait, wait, wait. No, listen. Why, why do you think? Well, because, co- well, because – they lost one, to Ohio they don't State have by the nine talent. last year. Their last whatever games were what? All their games are by one possession. That tells me they have players. Not coach. Well, they have defense. Their offense. Their defense their was offense very good year, last year. Their, their offense, offense was not good last defense. year. But well, I'm, saying, I'm talking about last season. Okay, yeah. but what I'm saying is Lane Kiffin could come in there, get a transfer quarterback, and they'd be winning ten games. Promise you. Oh, I promise you, go there next year, bring that Altmaier kid from Ole Miss or Dart, 10 games. And I want to kind of track this back onto the game, even though it is, but there's part of me, and I have two words that would describe how I'm feeling about this game, but I don't, this Mickey Joseph, I don't know how a team's going to, they could come out and they'll just want to win this game so bad for him, and all of a sudden they're looking like a mm-hmm. team. I think that's something we can see. Well, the players love him. I know that. Mm-hmm. In my two words for this game, how I feel about this game right now, I feel cautiously confident. Mm, yeah, that's probably about right. Cautiously confident. I don't know. I would say I feel like uh, – I would say I feel confident. Confidently nervous. Let's put it like that, because I have confidence that we're going to win, but I don't know what to expect, because I don't remember the last time we played in a road environment like this. It was, oh, I think it was whenever we played Ohio State. Are we sure it's going to be? I mean, I think it's going to be a good environment. Oh, it's going to be a great environment. 90,000. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be sold out. It's going to be loud. That's why I think you were right, Jack. And you got to suck the life out of them quick. Or not quick, but mm-hmm. you got if you get if you can go up 14 now. And once again, you can't have turnovers. Can't. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, it's just like, I feel like if you can get out of this game with the dub by 10 points or more, you are feeling confident. And I agree. You, you, if you get out of this game by with the dub of 10, 10 points or more, you're feeling confident. You have that swag. Yeah. You're on that. You're on that high from. I uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like you just your confidence is through the roof. I kind of wonder. I saw that Barry Switzer's there already. I kind of wonder if Venable's going to have him do a pregame speech. Hmm. 
I Maybe. they'll get someone that has played in that rivalry. I agree. And I'm thinking, or, yeah. or coached mm-hmm. in. Yeah, because you want mm-hmm. to go well, mm-hmm. well, also, one thing we need to talk about before we end this podcast is the, the Selman bros, they're all getting statue. a statue. Dude. That's for K-State. Yeah, here's the thing. If – if they can just get by tomorrow, that in the game next week is going to be so freaking hyped at 7 p.m. You know, with mm-hmm. these new lighting systems. LED lights versus a great team in case they that's probably going to be ranked. Well, and the LED lights, they're going to turn them all <coughs> off for the intro. That's really? Yeah. All of them. Mm-hmm. Pitch black for the intro. Mm-hmm. Did you guys the see bar. the new OU DNA episode on ESPN Plus yeah. where they showed how they control the light system? Oh, yeah. It's pretty simple, it seems like. It's through one computer. Oh, yeah. It's pretty easy. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Lindemar. I, I don't know. Did you guys see the thing where they're trying to find a new song for the fourth quarter? I didn't see that, but so, like, I've got the song for yeah. the a lot of people are saying they should need to play in the beginning, and that's the one I want. Yeah, what Hell's Bells? No, it's it's a uh, it's Phil Collins coming in the air tonight. Have huh. you, heard, you know that song, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah, know the I name, but I probably know the lyrics. It was on a, ma- a past Madden or a past 2K. I guarantee you, you'd recognize the song if you hear it. And I don't think we can play it because. Copyright. Oh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, you know it, Jackson. Yeah. Um, well, like, yep. One thing we haven't got to yet is our score predictions. Mm. What do y'all got? Ooh, this is tough. Y'all go first. I'm going to go last. All right, I'm going to go 45 to 24. Ready? And if that happens, I'm jumping for Joey, y'all. 42-17. Holy moly. What? Hmm. For, for for me, I have 38-20. to 20. So we all have us covered. And, and, and also, also, my, my thing is, I'm going to add a thing. Nebraska does not rush for a touchdown. Both of them are thrown by Casey Thompson. Wait, what's the spread? 11, I think. 10 or yeah, 11. it's 11, 11. 10, 10. So we all got us covering. And JoJo has us covering, too. Oh, stop. I, that's not a good thing. I'm ignoring that. I, I should have brought it up. Wait, what? Wait, Bill what? Galloway. He picked OU to cover. We're doomed. Oh no 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 no! Oh my! If I say forty-two seventeen, and that I think you think it's something where they it's kind of tied for a while, and they kind of at the I end. I think we just tied them at the end because I, I was thinking forty-two twenty-one, but I think touchdown field goal and touchdown for Nebraska. Well, it's just like I feel like there's going to be a point in the third quarter where it's going to be like twenty-four twenty. Or somewhere around there. I hope not. And we're just going to score a touchdown on a big play, and the game's going to be over. Yeah, I think. Whether, and also, 
And also, Jason, just like you said earlier in the game on your hot take that Billy Bowman's going to return a kick for touchdown, I think special teams is going to make a huge play in the game. Oh, yeah. I just want to know. I just want 3 o'clock tomorrow to get here and we have a W. That's all I want. Mm -hmm. Move on to K-State. Listen, if if you have to win ugly, you win ugly. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do we have anything else to put on this podcast right now? Because we will have another podcast out. This will be uploaded tomorrow obviously. night, tomorrow We're, afternoon. Or so if you're listening to this before the game, there will be another podcast out after the game. So two in a day, essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. You know, I just – I'm glad the game's at 11. Yeah, me too. Because it, if this game was at, like, night, I would be a lot more – I would not feel as confident as I do right now. Yeah, it's just – it's going to depend on how you start the lesson. Start the game. You know, they're, they're mm-hmm. staying an hour away from the stadium. It's going to be an early rising. You know, they so they're going to have to leave the hotel at, like, 7. They're going to be out, out of the hotel by, like, 7. 6. Probably more like 6. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a good number of OU fans going. There is. I saw a photo on on Twitter of a huge on an airplane of a bunch of OU fans. Yeah, I think there's gonna be about ten thousand there probably. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot. Yeah. Just get the victory, baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, well, the anticipation has been real for this for this game. Yeah, it's a big one. This has been the game I think everyone's been talking about after the first two. Yep, yeah. I agree. My own mind says if you can just get through Nebraska. Yep, win. Just win, baby. All right, so that's going to be it for episode eight.